You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for Tire Power. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. Follow us on Twitter at Rabbit Hole SEN. Great to have you with us for The Rabbit Hole, episode 21. Twitter uh, handle is at Rabbit Hole SCN. That's where you'll find us, and we're here thanks to the mighty Tire Power. The winter safety sale is on now, 25% off equivalent with four for three unselected Falcon tyres. Hello, Tim Watson, known also as The Wisp. Hello, Gary. Hello, everybody listening to the podcast. Big week in AFL football with the axing of Stuart Jew. Mm. I'm going to go straight into something, right? I'm going to jump straight into a hole. Have you ever been axed from anything in your life? Good question. Yes, I think uh, through, when I was, well, I was only a little fella, younger fella at 3AW doing little bits and pieces and... Um, I thought that there was a career there, and anyway, Stephen Steve Price, the big boss, came up and said, "Oh, look, we haven't really got anything for you." I went to a meeting with him and my then manager Craig Kelly. We haven't really got anything for you. What? And I said, "And I, you know, what I did. Like I thought he was coming to say, oh, yeah, we've got a long, you know, long-term contract.' Yep. I, I looked at him and said, "Right, I got up and walked off. I got up and walked out." Drove and drove home. Just left him there. Did you shed a tear? Or oh no, no. I got. Uh, you Did you tip the desk over? No. Don't get angry, Tim. Get even. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't. It was sort of. Well, it's a soft. That's a soft axing, isn't it? Well, kind of. Well, uh, yeah. You was, just haven't had your contract extended. Well, no. I wasn't, and they didn't see in you what you saw in yourself. I wasn't really contracted. I was kind of, you know, like a bit partner. Yeah. I, I thought, oh, now I'm at the t- stage where I will get a contract. Nothing. I'm surprised they didn't give I'm surprised, looking back, I'm surprised they didn't because I know what Steve Price thought of yeah. you and I know what he thinks of you. He thinks you're the greatest former AFL, VFL talent that's ever stepped into the media. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Yeah. No, well, and you I, do too and you're agreeing with me. No, no. <laughs> Listen to you. Yeah. No. Yep. No. Yep. no. Yep. You're right. Because I ended up back at AW eventually and had a great relationship with Pricey and, and uh, we used to go out and have dinner and all that sort of stuff. But I think at the st- that stage, I was too young for their market. Like they're, they're an old station. They've got an old audience. And I was just out of 40. I think I was too young, basically. Yeah. So, so you've never really it. experienced the humility of a public axing or a sacking, have you? Um, no. The close, I was the captain for seven years, and Neil hadn't played footy for the last two, and Neil said to me in his own way, mm. now, I need a captain that plays. <laughs> so he's looking at me like this. Yeah. I'm happy for you to be captain, but I need you to play. That's a softish accent. Well, I, but that, this was this is the start of preseason, right? And I go, yeah, got it. Yeah. Right. So but. then I realised. So I had to be. So I went off to train and you know, I hadn't played for two years. Well, everything was going really well. And about four weeks before the start of the season, I pinged a calf really badly. Yeah. And it looked like I wasn't going to play. Yeah. So I, I then went back with his ears, with his words ringing in my ears. I went back and said, "Look, I can't guarantee you I'm going to play. So best we hand it over." And he sort of went, he didn't try and talk me out of it, Tim. He said, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> and Todd, Toddy came, became fat captain and had one of his great years and we, we got into a period. <laughs> a, Have you been sacked? Uh, no, I haven't. But you haven't been sacked. Not, not, not sacked. Like a lot of people think, you know, when I left uh, St Kilda after that uh, unsuccessful coaching stint there, that I had been sacked. But that was my that was my decision. But I could see the writing on the wall yeah. at the same time, and I decided to make it easy for them. And six weeks out from the end of the season, I said, you know, look, I'll be gone at the end of the year. It gives you six weeks to start looking around. That's a hundred percent. I agree with that. I agree with it. I understand what you're saying. Here's the next part of that question. 
Oh, you still got questions on that? No, I was just going to say, no less humiliating, though, to have that sort of, you know, like that, that whole sort of thing happen to yeah, you but you're and the pra- way that it played out. You're a pragmatist. You, I am. I am, yeah. But it, it's still it's still like a public humiliation and yeah, a that, failure. That is very public. Yeah. No, you're right. You're as good and you got to live through it. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It was very Can good. you remember your commentary around that time? Well, were you, very generous. Were you still very pushing? Very generous. Were you, hang on. A minute. I'm going to go back and explore this, actually. <laughs> Can we, can, we, can we pull stuff out, Brooksy, at some stage what about what Gary it? had to say? Around 2000, <laughs> it was. Oh, you, were, you you actually, this is what you I were doing. I would have been supportive. No, no, you were sitting on uh, the breakfast uh, show today oh, was watching just, Saddam Hussein oh, pop yeah. his head out of the manhole. Yeah, I was way, I was not <laughs> worried about on by you, that you, stage. You, it was small stuff. <laughs> you had international to, things well, to so well, deal with. You know what I did? I got that tape and sent it the pricey and say, yeah, have a look at what you're missing <laughs> out on, friend. <laughs> have you ever really given the, the middle finger to AW when you drive past? No, because as I said, I went back and worked there you for did. eight years. Um so have you sacked anyone? That's that's the next part. Yeah, I did. See, I this had is to what do that when I was in. coaching. That was that was the most disagreeable, hard thing to do. Right, was to sack people and tell young players that we were moving them on, or older players that we were moving them on, and or staff that you were moving so them on. So did you do that personally, or did you have someone do that for you? A um, bit of both. And like, what, what was both. your technique? Well, I can't really remember. Did, did you rip the band-aid off and say, Tim, nice to see you. Look, this is not going to be pretty, so let's not bullshit you. You're, you're getting the ass. Yeah, well, I, I think I was a bit more diplomatic than that, a bit softer than that. But then... It was the advice that I was given at the time was that you can't necessarily console somebody after you've done that. So your job is to effectively deliver the news, but it's someone else's job to come in and pick up the pieces after you've delivered that news. Mm. Does that make sense to you? Yep. Because people don't want to then necessarily this is this is what was happening back in around the 2000s people don't necessarily want you to be the person then that starts to talk about what you're going to do beyond being here and that type of thing but as a coach you're always saying look you know this is what we've decided or this is what I've decided this is what we've decided as a coaching panel mm-hmm. that uh, you aren't what we're looking for right now that's not to say we're right but that's what we've decided, and we will help you in every way we can. Was that your softener? Yeah, we will help you in every. Way. How am that I going? Just, would you have take? Would you have accepted that or not? <laughs> I'd have given you the pricey treatment, <laughs> up and out. I don't listen to you. Justify your decision. Well, I did have to. I did have to sack um, a staff member at one stage, and he asked me the. Oh, this is so. I, I I'm not good at lying, right? I find it hard to. I do find it hard to lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all tell white lies and that type of thing. But I, if somebody asks me a direct question, yep. I have to tell them the truth. What do you ask it? Well, he'd heard that we were looking around for another person to replace him, and when he came to me and he said, "Look, is this true?" I had to look across the desk and say, "Yes, it is. Mm. You're right. What you heard is 100 percent." And what did he say? Very little. Well, he, not happy. He got. He did your three AW thing. Got up, he got up out of his seat, walked out, and that is the last time I've ever said a word to him. Yeah, and he was gone. I don't think I'm trying to think if I've ever. It's had not a pleasant thing to do. Like it's one of the more difficult things to yeah, do in life. I agree with that because that, when I was coaching for the international rules, I found that hard because you had when you're over in Ireland, you had a squad of whatever, say twenty eight. Yep. And 24 played. I can't remember. Right. 24, 20 played. Right. So four blokes had to miss out. I found that bloody hard. You coached Australia, did Except you? for Matty Primus, who I couldn't find. I think he was out <laughs> when I went to tell him. You couldn't find him. <laughs> Matty I mean, Primus made the All-Australian yeah, team, right? Uh, yeah. He's in the All-Australian team as yeah. the Ruckman. And they go, you go into Ireland and the All-Australian team goes. And then mm. you can top up with, and I'm going, I'm the coach, right? I go, he, he can't play this game. <laughs> With the greatest respect to Big Matty. No, I said, he's no good. He's not, we're not taking him. And they go, hey, he's made the Australian team. If he wants to go, he goes, right? Yeah. So then it's up to me to co- I'm the guy. So I have to ring him up. And I said, hey, Matty. Yeah. He goes, oh, hang on. I said, mate, well done. You're in the Australian team. Great. He goes, now, I said, now, you're, you're on the trip, you're on the plane to Ireland as part of the squad, and then it's entirely, you know, you're welcome yeah. to come. I'm, I'm just telling you, I don't think I'm going to play you. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, 
Oh, yeah, I'll cost him. I'll come for the trip. <laughs> cost me another. I wanted another little quick nipsy in there, but I had to, anyway, that was the hardest thing. Uh, you know, we often talk about uh, friends, and this is the rabbit hole because we're talking about different stuff. We don't necessarily just talk about footy stories and stuff like that. We talk about right. things that uh, in our lives. I was just thinking about this the other day. I was listening to podcasts. You know, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. They go, some of them go in one ear and out the other. But this one struck me as when was the last time you added a friend to your friend list. What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? I mean, what you got to formally add? You got to formally add someone to your list. Yeah. When was the last time? When would you have considered <laughs> that you've made a new friend who now is part of your friendships? I know. I've got exactly the person in mind. How many? What do you mean? How many? Well, who? Well, I think when you move, like we spend a lot of time down the peninsula. Right. So we've met people down there that have become part of our friendship group that weren't before. Uh, Panger, my mate Panger, who used to be your mate, and now he's moved on from you to me. He's become one of my very close friends. I've crossed him off. Well, he's off your list. No, he's off my list. He's and off I my met list. him through... We, so How close would you be with I've Pam? never told this story because we... Well, we, go ahead and tell no, it. No, well, it's not a big story. I, 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 How did you meet him? I didn't like going to the gym, right? I hated going to big gyms. <laughs> big gyms. Well, hang on. Can I ask you the question? Mm-hmm. Why did you hate going to big gyms? Because there's too many people. Right. Like going into, I didn't like going to a gym where you got to, oh, I want to use that machine. I've got to wait for him. So it uh, wasn't, wasn't about your profile or anything like that? Too many people no, no, no. standing at you and laughing as no, for how little the barbell is. No, I'd come all the barbells that, him. Right. <laughs> No, I didn't look, like going. Look how, look how small he is. <laughs> he hasn't got much weight on his leg presses. So he? anyway, look my hairy is. My mate recommended. All those stories are true. <laughs> recommended <laughs> another guy, and I said, "That sounds." I said, "What sort of bloke is he? I don't want to wank a, a, a personal trainer." So right. He said, "That's no, great." So I said, "All right." So I rang him up. I said, "Can I come down and have a chat with you?" He goes, "Yeah, no worries. Come down on this day after radio." So I go in, bump straight into Sam Pang. First, you know, I'd met him but didn't know him. Right. I said, oh, you know, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I train here with uh, Knackers, you know, and, um, through three times a, day, a week. I said, oh, yeah, good. He goes, what are you doing? I said, oh, you know, I'm thinking of doing it because I don't want to go to be. He goes, oh, I'm here three. Why don't, why don't you come and do it? We'll do it together. And that's how it started. Right. So would you classify yourself as a good acquaintance or a friend? Um, well, Lenny's got a place down the peninsula, so we catch up down there. Right. So I would say um, a good acquaintance. He's a, he's a very good man, as you know. And good company, great company. Right. And now he's got a bigger profile. I kind of, you know, a bit of that shine rubs off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever tell people that you know him? No. You no. just have. Yeah, I know. It's sort of... Um, Will he be embarrassed by that to know that uh, you've outed him as a no, friend? No. Or an acquaintance? No. Not quite a friend? No. Yeah, but that's... that's but it's interesting that... There's an example. You yeah, know? the it's podcast was around like, you know, collecting friends as you go through life because you go through different stages of, of life. And I was reminded about this the other day because, as you know, we've got the Dimbler High School year seven reunion had that yet? next year. No, it's in March next year. Oh, it is. You're winning with that. So uh, Boy Gooding, who his yeah. name is Graham, but his nickname's Boy. I know Boy. No, you don't. I do know Boy. How do you know Boy? Oh, well, you spoke about Boy. Well, you know him through me That's talking right. about him. No, I've never but you don't him. really know no, I've never met him. Okay, so he I and know I... Of, sorry, I know of Boy. He and I went through primary school together, through the early part of high school together, but we have disconnected over the... I would hardly have spoken to him since I left Dimboola back yeah, in 1977. Like you don't like him that no, much. No, but this is the you point. You don't like him that much. No, this is the point. You can... I, I, I still like him. But we've had no contact with each other for all those years, right? Sounds to me like you and Boy were. It's like a fifty. It's a fifty-year reunion next year. I've had very little contact with him, right? So I'm talking to him the other day. I had to try and find some accommodation. I was talking to Boy the other day about finding some accommodation when I go to Dimbola. Boy's house. Well, so you, this is what you're doing. You're jumping ahead to the story and getting to the right part before I do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. We'll cut that bit out. You disciplined me about this yeah. a couple well, of weeks ago. Well, you ruined my whole cricket story. No, no, leave it in. Where are you staying? No, leave, <laughs> leave all that in. I said there's going to be a lot of people going up there for the reunion because everybody wants to be part of the reunion, okay? They haven't seen each other for 50 years. They yeah. want to... 
reconnect. Not many places to stay at Dimbula. He said, "Will you a drop couple, in a hint?" He said, "There's a, there's some cabins at the um, well, Wisp doesn't get a cabin. I can do a cabin. Well, not one of those. I can do a cabin." He said, "There's the pub. They got a little bit of accommodation." Hang there. on, hang on. Had boy. Like, had he sort of half offered yet, or were you still fishing? He hadn't said anything yet. Oh, no. And I wasn't fishing. This is awkward. Well, he said, why don't you stay at your mum's place? I said, mum and dad left in Buller 100 years ago. They live in Ballarat now. Boys doing whatever he can not to have to host you. (laughs) (laughs) Then what happened? How did it get to you stay at a boy's house? Well, he then said, he sent me a text saying, you know, this is ridiculous. He said, you can stay at our place. All right, can I jump in? So I'm going to stay at boy's place. Can I jump in? (laughs) Yes, I know exactly what's happened. What are you doing? So boys, boys going, oh, I haven't heard this bloke for 30 years. He's probably a big head. I don't want him coming to my joint. Why don't you stay at your mum's? No, mum's not there. What about a cab? Oh, no, cabin's a book down. So he's gone home and said to Mrs. Boy, I've had the whiff on the phone. He's bloody, he, he's dropping in and she's gone, boy, how dare you not ask Tim to stay at our house? I don't want him. Well, you've done me. You must. So that's when boy got back to you. Right. He got back to me. Okay. So I'm going to stay at his place, um, his mum has passed away. His dad's in a uh, in the um, that'll be awkward in the stay. home in Dimbulla. That'll be awkward staying at boy's place because you're not you're not like fifteen. You just well, we're not going to we're not going to we're not okay. in bunk beds. Well, let's walk it through. You're going to drive up to his house. You're going to knock on your door with your little footy bag overnight. Are you? Yeah. Hey, boy, it's Tim. <laughs> then you'll go. Hi, Tim. Come in. Oh, awkward. <laughs> awkward. What, what, hey, what is oh, that's awkward. What is awkward about oh, that? Oh, you haven't seen him. Then you're going to sit. You want a cup of tea, Tim? Oh, that'd be nice. Thanks, boy. Then you sit down. Sit no, up. we could pick up where we left off all those years ago. Doesn't we got, sound like no, it. No, we did. This is the point. Doesn't sound like it. When I was conversing. what you're in his house. When I was conversing with him about the other day, I, I needed to know how many people were going to be there, all that type of At thing. At boy's house. I said. You know, are we all still there? And he said, well, a couple of people sadly have passed away during that period of time too. Mm. And he said, and this is the thing, and I'm, this is the most intriguing. And he said, one mm. has been in the pen, I think. I bet you he's not staying at boys' house. No, well, you know, because then he sent me the photos of, there were three Form 1 photos, right? So I was in one of them. We had to pick out which one was a mugshot. I reckon. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> I went straight to it. <laughs> I reckon I've identified. Because he, he was in? a very naughty boy. What was he in for? He, I don't know. I don't know any of the detail. And I, I think is he I, coming? I, I, I don't know. I don't know where he is. I don't know his station in life now. But I looked at the three photos, you know, and I went straight to this kid oh. because all of a sudden it came flooding back to me how naughty he was. It's <laughs> good. And I reckon, I reckon I've identified the one. Who is it? No, I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> and the other thing was, as soon as I saw the year, the I don't know whether you could do this or not. As soon as I saw the form photo, mm-hmm. this is back in 1973, I think it was, 19, yeah, 1973. I haven't laid eyes on this teacher in all that time, right? I would never have thought about it again since the time I was there at high school. She'd be old now. Well, she would be, but I looked at the photo and straight away her name came to me. Who was it? Miss Logan. Straight, like straight away the name came came to me. And then I'm starting to look at all the photos, all the, without looking at the names. How many did you get? I got a lot of them. Did you? Yeah, I got a lot of them, which really surprised me. I'm going to, I want to do that. There's no, there's no friend like an old, can I just give you this word of advice? Be, this is the only thing you need to take away from this I podcast, bo- everybody. I need, I need a boy, Logan. <laughs> this, this is the only thing anybody listening to this podcast needs to take away. What? There is no friend like an old friend. Well... That's great. I'm looking forward to hearing if we're still around together. Have you connected, have you reconnected with anybody from your school years? Well, this is, that's interesting you say that. So one of my girlfriends. Hello. She wasn't a girlfriend. Or Kylie style or? No, Tim. She, I did the dead ball with this beautiful girl. Michelle. Michelle, Mel's. Right. Her name is. Right. Hang on. You'd be very careful, Tim, because she's now part of my family. Oh, this is even worse. Because I introduced her to my cousin. They started going out and, and got married. You so, fobbed her off to your cousin. <laughs> Fob her off. <laughs> How dare you, Tim? Well, that's what She'll it sounds like. <laughs> well, I don't want to be disrespectful, well, but that's exactly... We were in the friend zone. But she was your dead partner. That's right. Right, so you didn't hold hands or anything? No. 
Right, okay. And so anyway, she'll be listening to him. You'd be very careful. Pash? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's how I stay in touch with our school. Just to the local Kyabram News yeah. G line. Well, her dad. Pash Rash. <laughs> was the vice principal. And um, and then another one of our great friends is still friends with my sister, so I stay in touch with all them. Okay, so how keen would you be to? I'm really keen to go to this reunion. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yep. Would you be keen to go to a no, reunion? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. I'm only joking. I've been a smarty pants. No, I would. I'd be, that would be interesting. Have you got any old uh, school photos that you look at occasionally? I haven't got any. They're all back at mum, mum and mum's house. Right, all. you should go. Next time you go back to Kyabram, drag them out that. and have a look because right. it just sort of takes you back to a place and a time. Like, I had the happiest childhood of, any, uh, like, of anyone. Like, was Boy your best I, friend or not? He was, yeah. No, he was my best friend back at school, yeah. No, he, he, and was he any lived, good at footy? Yeah, very good. Yeah, he was, was in he? Our, all our footy teams as well, and uh, he was a good sportsman, and he was in the rowing club as well. His mm. family were very much hooked up to the Dimbula Rowing Club. But it just took, it just, you know, when you talk to these people from long time, it just takes you back to a place and time. Of your life. Yeah. And it just made me think, yeah, God, I had a happy, great childhood growing up in a country town like Dimbore. Beautiful. It doesn't sound like you, it doesn't sound like you got the same great memories of Kyabram <laughs> that I have about Dimbore. Well, no, I did. Is there um, something you need to get off your chest? Is there I, something happened in your childhood yes, that you need to talk about? there is. Because now's the time. Unlike you. Now's the time. Unlike you, <laughs> I went up a grade. <laughs> did you jump a grade? Yes, I did. <laughs> Why was that? I've already talked about this. Well, you're too smart for the other kids. We've already talked about it. I know, but were you too smart? Way too smart. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to The Rabbit Hole for tyre power. Get your free five-minute tyre safety check. Uh, You are indeed. Welcome back. Great to have you with us. It's having a bit of fun. We're in the depths of winter here in Melbourne town. It's July the 12th. It's a Wednesday. It's freezing. Well, actually, it's not a bad day. No, it's mild. last couple of days have been okay, but we're generally just just bunker down this time of year. Everyone else goes away. You see, you're starting to plan your holiday. Yes, as a matter of fact, we are. Yeah, I watch you. I watch you closely. You are very much an old woman when it comes to your travel itinerary, aren't you? Well, you I, are. I like detail around travel. Oh, you like? You I like got, to do re- see. I like to do a lot. Of, I like to do a lot of research maps. before I take off. <laughs> Map out here, and oh, you, you go. Oh, I'm going here. I go yeah, right. Oh, you bore the shit out of me. Oh, I'm going. I go right. Oh, well, where else? Is and then oh, three days later. Oh, look, we've booked this. Be. I say, oh, crikey, please. Don't tell, tell someone Are else. you an Airbnb person? Oh, or not? no. You wouldn't. I don't think you would stay at an Airbnb. No. Why would I? Well, it's one of the better experiences when you go overseas. That's what we discovered last going? time. Where's your big trip? Um, look Europe. At well, I know yeah. where it is, so don't pretend I don't know. Okay. Well, I've spoken to you about it, not in a great deal of detail, but a little bit of detail. Not a great deal of detail? Well, I'm thinking about- Bring it up every 10 minutes. Thinking what about- What do you think I should do here? Thinking about going to, um, never been to France, I've been to Paris, which but, obviously is in France, but never been to Provence or anywhere like that. So thinking about that part oh. of the world, what can you tell me about that part of the world? Traffic. Because even if you don't traffic, know anything about it, you'll make something up. Have you ever driven in that part of the world? Yes, I have. And? A lot of traffic. And? And I'd go... I, have you driven across France? Yeah, I've dri- I, when I got uh, married... Yeah. 30-odd years ago, to with my ex-wife, we went on, our honeymoon was through Europe, and we, we drove all through Italy, Paris, up through... Um, well, this would be good. <laughs> right, <it was laughs> up along, through where? Up to Germany. Up through to Germany. Germany. Yeah. Right. Right up the top there. That would have been tough back in those in days. Balaken. You wouldn't have had the GPS in the car back no, in those days. No. It would just spend a map on your lap. Yeah. Did you, because the last time I drove in Italy, which was a little bit hairy, the first part of it, but I shifted Susie out of the navigating seat into the back seat (laughs) and Grace from the back seat into the navigating seat and everything started to work smoothly. Everything locked in then. And Grace gave me some great advice, Dad, because you're on the opposite side of the road. She said, Dad, as long as you've got the gutter just to your right, 
then you're always going to be in the right lane. Right. And that's great advice for anybody who will be touring <laughs> this year. That reminds me. On the other side that reminds me of my very funny joke I did when I did stand up. Okay, you go. We, we, I did stand up, and I was just, just I had to do this stand up. I was going to tell the story another time, but one of the dares on the footy show was you had to go and do a live stand up. Um, you had to face your fears, basically. Right? right. And so I lost the bet, and they said, right, we had Dave Hughes with us. Hughes is doing his comedy club. You've got to do the warm-up. You've got to stand up for you know, 10 or 15 minutes and do 15-minute set. Do the Michael Pope. Yeah, that's it. So I go, okay. So I drive to it. I drive to the uh, comedy club. <coughs> Sam, Jim, Damo, Bill all in the front row. And I thought, well, I'll just hang shit on them. That's the best. I'm not, I'm not, like you, I'm not that funny. A bit funny. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm driving, I'm sitting there, I've got, I've, I've got my jokes in my head, right? right? So as I'm driving there, I'm running through my routine. Right. I'll start with that one. That's not a bad zinger. I'll come, I'll finish with that zinger. And, there, and I'll finish with me bestie, you know, right. to get on a high. And just as I was about to take off, bang, bloke ran right up the arse of my car, <laughs> smashed into the back of me, right? And there's this, this surreal moment I'm going... Is this part of the? Is this part of the setup? Is this the footy show? But they've done this deliberately. Yeah, you know what goes yeah, through your yeah, mind is the, yeah. footy, the footy show set me up here. So I turn around. <clears throat> the guy's trying to drive off. He was off his head. He was like a meth addict. Off yep. his head. Anyway, the cops come and the car gets towed and. They're going, where are you? Where are you? I said, I'm having been in a car crash. And then I get there and Dave Hughes goes, oh, mate. You know, Hughes like, he goes, that's gold, mate. That's gold. <laughs> I go, what do you mean it's gold? He goes, didn't you use that in your opening? That's 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 manna from heaven for comedians. I go, mate, I, I didn't really have a car crash just so I could get more material. Yeah. So anyway, up I get. I did my opening and I finished with me, me best singer. Have we got it? This is me best singer I finished off with. with uh, so I'd already hung it on Bill. I'd already hung it on Damo. I hung it on JB. And then I had Sam the Fossil as me big ending. Every morning I go around, I mash his food up, I feed him, I wipe his chin. <laughs> Change his nappy for him and get him sorted. And what he does, Sammy, he loves his cars, his Lambos and Mustangs and Jags. He loves them and he's a f***ing horrible driver. <laughs> Belligerent, never wrong, thinks he's a great driver. So anyway, I ring him every morning. Every single morning I ring him to see if he's still alive. And I ring him up. <laughs> I ring him this day, I said, Sammy, what are you doing? He said, oh, just driving down the Monash Freeway. And I said, oh, f be careful. I just heard on the radio there's some f with going down the wrong way on the Monash Freeway. <laughs> and he said, one, there's a hundred of the f <laughs> No, uh, no, no laugh track. No, that was funny. That was funny. You know what I liked about that is it was it was uh, what I like to call the LZ. What's that? Layered zingers. <laughs> I had to put a bit of apologise for the language. No, don't apologise. Those comedy clubs expect yeah. a bit of fruity. They language. do. They do. Yeah. 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 So and, no, that was great. That yeah, was finished, very funny. Finished strong. Very um, funny. So did you work? Get onto that? Did you work in the fact that uh, you crashed your car nah, on the way there too? No, you couldn't work it in. I was pretty shaken. I know. I, you know what? I've actually watched that many years ago. But you looked. Now that I know you really well, I know when you're relaxed and when you're non-relaxed. Oh, I was relaxed. And you rarely look like you're not relaxed, but you'd look like you weren't relaxed. No, at the start. Yeah, you look. You look nervous. No, you look twiggedy. I, 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 no, I understand it. I, I completely. I completely understand. That. <laughs> Do you know that? Uh, Once I got a few belly yeah. laughs, though, I got more comfortable. You know when you um, you offered my services to the Dimbola Football Club to go up there and do a sporty. <laughs> yeah. And I roped. Uh, Mike Sheen, my old mate Alec Eppis, and yes. Sam into going with me. Yes. And we drove up in Sam's old car. In the Cadillac. Oh, golly, it was funny. He is he's a very entertaining person. Uh, I observed all the things that you need to observe about no noises in the car, no, no fruit. No, or, or, no farting. No, that's what I meant by no noises in the oh, car, no, no, um, no fruit and you know, all that sort of stuff. Mm. But... Um, he had a he had a car. I can't remember. It was, it was an old. It was it might have been an old. Ca Did he have a Cadillac or yeah, something big, like big red Cadillac? Was it a big big old car with a soft top? Yeah, like a boat when it drove yeah, down um, the road. Yeah, well, that was we had four and a half hours <laughs> in the boat getting up there. But he he, he said, look, we, he parked it just outside Dimbula, right at the top of the hill. He said, how he said to me, how far is it? I said, well, we were nearly into town now. He said, okay. He pulls over to the side, and then he just. Bzzz, Roof the roof off. on the car. Entrance. He said, 
We're going to make a grand entrance. Of you should have seen. You should have seen him driving. Biggest in, thing in Dimboola ever. It was hey? unbelievable, <laughs> and the kids were coming from everywhere, and the mums and the dads. Oh, he would have hated. He the was. Kids. He, no, he loved it. He, he was in his. He was in his element. What a man. What a man he You know, you enjoy – I know you've spent a lot more time than I have in his company, but he is he is somebody that is super entertaining to be around, isn't he? The most. The most entertaining. They're, 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 well, oh, we'd like to get him. He does his own podcast. He does a great podcast with Don Scott. But oh, of all the things I'd like to get him in to talk – there's a couple of things. My 40th birthday, which he came on with – Yes. But we couldn't talk much about that because it got a bit wild and hairy at times. So there's, but he wrote, he started a diary, Tim, right? So we went on the 40th and we turned up at the airport and he turned up in a black overcoat. We're going to New, we're going to Vegas first and we're going to New York. He pulled up, he turned up in a back, a long black um, trench coat, overcoat, and one roll on carry, small roll carry on, right? So I'm looking at him, and I'm, we're all, you know, Kangaroo. I said, right, where, where's your stuff? Because you, you've got to sort of half look after him. I said, give me your stuff. I'll book it in. He goes, what do you mean? I said, where's your baggage, your luggage? He goes, here. That's it. He one carry-on. And he, he opens, he, he opens the, the coat. He goes, I've got my coat. And he had a shirt, a pair of shorts, long socks, and a pair of shoes. <laughs> I said, what are you? He goes, well, what do, what do you mean? I've got a pair of jeans in there. I've got a shirt. I've got a couple of pairs of underwear. I say, a couple of pairs? We're going for two. Well, you wash them. You go to the, you can, your hotel. You can wash them. <laughs> and I said, what are those socks you got on? He said, well, they're the, uh, <laughs> the long black socks. He goes, that's for when you travel. So you get you know, good circulation. <laughs> they do vein thrombosis yes. socks, with they? So we got in the plane and he just... we. He just, every night he mm. would write down what happened during the day. Write it all down. Didn't matter what happened, he would write he would record it meticulously. And he he was he, he was massive about taking photos. So wherever we went he'd take a photo. Like to the point we just drove us crazy. Anyway, we we had two weeks away. Just an unbelievable wild time. We get back, and about three weeks later, he says, right, we're having a dinner, a catch-up dinner, we're, we're going to reminisce. He comes in, he comes in with this massive photo album. He says, here, happy 40th. I opened it, and there on the first page is his journal, what he's handwritten on the first page with the accompanying photos of what happened that day. Magnificent. Turned it over. Next Day two. And written in his unique... What Hand style? Yeah. Yes. Oh, and then, uh, Gazman, we wandered down to uh, you know, Circus Circus where we uh, we ate our body weight, you know, like all this, this, and it went for the whole two weeks. There's one of my try, there's two versions of it. <laughs> he said, Well, put this one under lock and key. <laughs> he said, This is one you can show me. <laughs> so, and, so I'd like to talk about that, but the other one is Kokoda, which I would love to get him in to talk about Kokoda. The, the fact that he, Let's do that, though. He'll do that for you. Yeah, he will. Because he, he won't have spoken about that on his podcast. Honestly. Because I got approached to do it, and then they said, bring someone with you. And, you know, I could. So I said, do you want to do Kokoda? He goes, what for? I said, I don't know. I've been asked, you know, do you want to keep going? This was in, like, June or July. And then we're going in October, so about a month out. I said, are you ready to go? He goes, go where? <laughs> I said, Kokoda, you been training? No. He reckons he hadn't. So then I t- we took him to Kathmandu, got him all kitted out with all the stuff, and off we went. Well, by hell. The seven days, the funniest seven days of my life, <laughs> watching him, 70 years of age, power away through Kokoda. It was incredible. you got to get him in to talk about that. We'll get him in. We you, will get him in. You know, when I think about Sam, one of the first times that I think everybody realised sort of how different he might have been, because this, he didn't have a huge profile at this stage, but can you remember the um, the Kazali Awards, the Truth Kazali yeah. Awards? Well, they used uh, to be televised, time, yeah. but they used to be televised. Okay, he was one of the co-presenters on this particular night, and so he got up there. And I think I'm pretty sure it was um, Jeff Rains used to get an award, a Kazali award for your position. Jeff oh, yeah. Jeff Rains like was, an all Australian, yeah, like an all Australian. But it was it was a big big production. Mm. It might have been Channel Ten back in the day that actually did the live broadcast of the whole thing. Mm. And um, Jeff Rains was announced as the Centerman of the Year. And then Sam would, along with a couple of others, would interview them 
you know, once they got up on stage to accept their Kazali. Yeah. And I, he, he said something along the lines of, well, Jeff, you know, congratulations on your award. Can you name the five worst players you've played against? <laughs> and it brought the – like, it was sort of – and that, you know, that's his yeah. style. But yeah, yeah. no one had sort of done stuff like that before yeah. in that type of environment. He was half a genius. He well, was very half. funny. He's very funny. And what he did is he worked at it. He worked – at his craft. So he emerged in the footy show, showcased his talent. It was a perfect vehicle for him in those politically incorrect uh, times. <coughs> Excuse me. But he, he watched all the videos of all the great entertainers, like, you know, all the comedians and the way they delivered their stuff. Yep. He was a, a student of all that. Would you have loved that Dave Allen stuff that I showed oh, you yesterday? <laughs> right in his wheelhouse. Right in his wheelhouse. <laughs> they were funny people back in the day. When we were growing up and we were watching Benny Hill and Dave Allen and those and we people. Allowed, I wasn't allowed to watch Benny well, Hill. Politically incorrect in every way, but uh, they were funny when we were growing up, weren't they? <laughs> they were very funny. I've got a bit of an idea for a TV show. Would this work, we think? Yeah, run it by me. I was watching yesterday um, Jamie Oliver and somebody called Jimmy. I don't know who they are. Yeah. Jamie and Jimmy. And they got a restaurant on a pier Yeah. out in the middle of wherever they're in. Jimmy's England. not the Australian, is he? No. No, oh, okay. And what they do is they get a celebrity in, and this was Sienna Miller. She comes at the end of the pier and they cook, they teach her how to cook something, like if it's, a, I don't know, just a, some sort of pasta, and yeah. then they leave her and she has to cook for the rest of the restaurant sort of thing. Anyway, I think we could do that. I th- this is my idea, right? Okay. So you've just what you workshopped this idea in your own head well, in set, the last this, 24 hours. Yeah, this, this set you off, eh? Hey? Yes. Okay. All right. So you're the cook. Okay. You're the, you're a good Okay, hang on. No, just pretend I'm the person at a network and you're selling this idea to no, me. No, I haven't got it. I'm Lewis Martin at Channel 7. Well, okay? no, I'm not talking. I'll talk to Martin Lewis. I'm not talking to Lewis Martin. <laughs> Martin, I've got an idea. Tim is a very good cook. He loves f- fire cooking and flame cooking and all, you. you Me, yeah, yeah, okay. So what we do is we we say, right, this is what Tim's going to cook a something. And then I, me. Gary. I, I'm the... Perv- you playing Gary as... Gary as Gary? Yes. Okay. I'm the purveyor. Okay. I go and get... I say, what do you need, Tim? What are you cooking? You go, well, today I'm doing a, you know, a, a grazed, a, a glazed something and, you know, I need pork and I need... And you give me the list. Yep. And then I go and get it. Okay. you got to go and find it. Take the camera crew with me. Right. Go to the best, you know, um, pork Meat, shop. Yep. Go to the farm. Talk about, you know, you know, farming and all that sort of stuff. And then I go and access Johnny from Epping. I might go and get a couple of things from him and that. Explain I know Johnny is, though. Oh, he's our mate, our little Italian mate. Yeah, our favourite Italian. Yeah. He lives out in Epping. He's got the most unbelievable veggie garden you've Correct. ever seen. And then I come back to you, and I help you You cook it, and I'm your preparer, and you cook. Right. What do you reckon? Um, Martin, what do you reckon, Martin? Um, yeah. Chemistry, you got to have a bit of, you know, you get, you get a little yeah. bit of everything. A little bit of fun. Some Sustainable farming. Some zingers in there as well. You say, look, I, um, I, I need I need three lobsters. Right. I go out diving for lobsters right. with my mate down at the lobster, you know, okay. where he gets the lobsters. I need some prawns. I can get the whiskers off. I can get the whiskers on. I can go and access the best prawns you've ever had. Okay. Have you got Have you got a dog that trails along behind you? Truffle. You say, look, I'm going to make, I want to make this You pasta. need a burn doodle. That's what you need. Like, well, they're good at Sniffing out truffles. Yeah, I go to the truffle farm with my burn doodle, and I actually, and then so you educate. It's about how you get the. I like it. I how like you get it. The fair, and then that's over to you though. Right, because then cook you've it. got to cook. Yeah, no problem at all. And then we present it to when then we serve it to someone. Okay, the most important thing about this whole thing that you're selling, mm-hmm. what's the name of the show? No, I haven't got Wisp that. and Garrity. Haven't got that far, but it, I think it'll work. Wisp and Garrity around. The kitchen. You know what? I've Come up to, with a name. I've got to get going soon. Okay, we've got to make this call because uh, oh, know, we've got to make shit. a call because last week we talked about a brawl. Well, hurry up because okay. I've got to go and do Last a... week we talked about a brawl that took place at uh, quarter time. Oh, so we're doing a, rever- grand a reverse rabbit hole yep. about the grand final where you forgot that you were captain. <laughs> so you didn't get involved in the fight. You went and drank four cups of cordial and then conveniently weren't involved in the, in the argy bargy. <laughs> there was some genuine biffo. And you reckon that everyone that was involved was... You reckon the old trainers were punching on with each other? Everybody was. Everybody was. And Gubby, Allen, was involved? He was involved, yeah. Right up to his ears, he was involved. You reckon Sheeds? Sheeds was involved. I think Gubby and Sheeds were involved, maybe... Anyway, he's going to tell the story about that because he's been sitting on this for a long time. He's wanted to talk about it.
So what happened was, it was a big fight on the outer side of the ground, yeah, um, which was a really vicious fight, mm. um, and they were really going for it. Now, Brownie got knocked out, Gavin, yes, by Terry, yes, um, and all's fair in love and war because I think Brownie might have might have hit Kieran Spawn. Yep. Um, and there was a lot going on, a lot going on. Anyway, I actually, I ran onto the ground as you do quarter time, but I, was, I happened to be in the Essendon huddle. Bad mistake. Well, you would have seen um, Tim there because he was having fifth cup of cordial. He wasn't getting anywhere near the fight. <laughs> I missed Tim. I missed Tim. I was having a but spell. I saw Peter Power, and Peter's a good fella, but we had a bit of a discussion, and um, fortunately I hit him. <laughs> a right cross or a left cross? Uh, it was a, a straight. That was a left on a fastball. Yeah. Okay, Peter Power. For those people that don't know, he was our runner. Yes. Okay, continue yeah, and on. A good fella. Good fella. Good fella. Could be so, out yeah. to whack him on the way through. Yeah. So he, he, he actually you know. he actually wears a hearing aid too, so he wouldn't have heard you coming, Gubby. <laughs> we were talking to each other. We we're front on. Okay. And He's a good lip reader. Next thing you know. It's all on. I, they come from everywhere at Essendon there, and <laughs> Harves has come over the top and whacked me right in the back of the head. <laughs> We're not laughing at the violence, and, but you know. No, it was it was violent, truly, because I didn't know it was Harves until I was getting interviewed, and the guy interviewing us, Maxie Croxford, showed me a photo. It was a really good photo of Harves hitting me right in the back of the head. <laughs> and I said to Max, you can't show that. He's... He's a good fellow, Harv. So Max destroyed the evidence. Good man, Max. <laughs> okay, so that's just to clear that up too. That parts the tribunal hearing after the game, yes? That was yeah. That yep. was at the no. Nah, yeah, well, that was in the interview in the middle of it before the tribunal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But so let's go back to the game. So the fights are on everywhere. The Essendon trainers and they're all coming after me. She just come flying in. <laughs> Sheets came flying in through a big haymaker at me. What? He, I ducked under it. He missed, right? <laughs> but his false teeth came out. <laughs> and in the mud of the MCG, I went whack, and I stood on him, and I got him to the ground. <laughs> so we're fighting everywhere, and Sheets is looking for his false teeth, and everyone, and the Essendon trainers and Eddie Hillgrove all fighting. Lee's come over grabbed me, looked at me, and he, he tells his story now. At the time, he was vicious. He just <laughs> abused me and told me to get out of there. He tells the story now. He said, I was shadow boxing when no one was in 10 metres. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've gone across to the other side, and I say this. Lee said to the players, keep calm. Because Mullane's eyes were wobbling. Craig Kelly's eyes were the back of his head. They were wobbling. They wanted to kill people. <laughs> so Lee calmed him down. Then I looked over to the Essendon huddle, and he she's looking for his false friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm claiming victory. <laughs> That's why he didn't he didn't find him, and we couldn't understand what he was saying at quarter time. It cost you the grand it final. It cost us the grand final, him not finding his false teeth. Hey, is it true, you were, was Kevin your best man at your wedding, or were you his best man at his wedding? No, 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 not at all. But our kids went to school together. Okay, all right. Okay. So we knew each other pretty well. And we've always been friends, and we're still great friends, me and Sheets. But, you know, it all happens on the day. Yeah. And, and there's one other yep. little incident that no one knows about. At half time, we're walking off the ground. And, you know, in those days, Tim, the wire separated the two teams from yeah. going up the road. We were talking about this very thing. The fact was that the two teams that could have been punching on had to go up the same race separated by a bit of wire. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Lee had Gavin Brown. And Gavin, you know, wobbly legs. Rowdy was in Disneyland. Um, and he stopped at the race and waited till Terry came by and the Essendon players. He grabbed Brownie's head, Lee, and threw it into the wire and said, the kid's coming back on, Terry. You're too old. And Lee's starting to get... Terry's throwing punches at Lee through the wire. (laughs) Lee walks up the top of the race where I am, and he looks at me and goes, keep him calm. So Lee deliberately wanted to inflame the Essendon boys going in at half time to wanting to come out to kill us again, and 
he had the whole place at halftime as calm as you've ever seen it. There was no one in the rooms. No board members, no one, just the players. That is um, your Your retelling of the story is better than the one that I told last week. Hey, just quickly, though, before we let you go, Eddie Hisgrove, he was one of your... Is that right? He, Eddie was the team manager. He, great man, Eddie. Who did he belt then? No, well, Eddie was fighting everyone. <laughs> your trainers, um, John Simons and all those oh, guys. Yes. Oh, he was a big man. He I was. I him and shit myself. <laughs> man. I must admit, I was sitting on the boundary and the police came. This is after the quarter time brawl and the sergeants come along. He goes, who's in charge? And sheepishly, I put my hand up and I said, I am. He shook his head and just walked off. <laughs> just, I thought... I thought I'll get thrown out here for sure. Gab, that is so good, magnificent. Tim thanks, told the story last week beautifully, and you've added to it magnificently. So uh, thanks for sharing that with us, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, boys. Bye bye. Thanks, Gabby. That is magnificent. That is even better than your story. You're listening to the Rabbit Hole for tyre power. Get your free five-minute tyre safety check. They are indeed for Tyre Power. We're at the Rabbit Hole, episode 21. This is a, part, this is a two-parter. This is the second day. We started this yesterday. Didn't have time to finish it, so we're back. <laughs> you had to it's a two-parter, Tim. Where did you have to rush off to? Major interview I had to do okay. yesterday. So How did it go? No, good, 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 good. Um, so I can't even remember. I oh, know we spoke about the grand final, the 1990 grand final. I can't wait to hear that again with um, Gabrielle. Fantastic. And it's your birthday today that... That's it. I've got the hiccups. That's the other thing. <laughs> That's the other thing that has uh, well, made, made this special. We have a two-parter. We started yesterday and today it's your birthday. So happy birthday. It's a carryover show. That's what it's it is. It's a carryover. How's the day been? Oh, it's been unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. You going out for dinner? You are. You told me. Uh, yes. Babu or something. Yeah, a little place in uh, in St Kilda. That sounds good. Nice. Been there once before. Nice, nice little, uh, what did I say it was? Israeli. Israeli food, yeah. Nice, nice. Do you like that sort of uh, cuisine or not? Well, what does that? Like, well, what is it? Yeah, you know, it's a lot of chickpeas. Um, yeah, chickpeas and um... <laughs> no, I don't think so. You like a lot of veggies, though. I love, like my, veggies, I love my veggies. Yeah, we do love this joint. No, chickpeas not a veggie. Well, it's sort of like that. A legume was a legume or a pulse. Pulse, maybe it's a pulse. Um, so we. We don't, don't need to say anything more about that grand final because we're going to add another layer to it next week, you think? Oh, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, we'll see if we can't track down Eddie Hillgrove next week. Because he was in, he was impl- he was right in the middle he of it. He was implicated. He was very much implicated in the whole thing. Yeah. Um, he's still going around. He's still working for Collingwood too. So Is he? Yeah, we're going to track him down. I'll get, oh, we'll do that next week. Um, but right now it's time for the segment that has most of rural Australia and I am led to believe Landline on the ABC. Now stop every week and tune in and get some, um, I think, some segment ideas on the back of this. It's time to talk farming for Kubota. For over 40 years, Kubota's been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Uh, indeed. Uh, I caught up with Tommy Hawkins yesterday too. Just ran into him. No, uh, did you? A just fellow, a name. Another fellow farmer. And Paddy Cripps, another fellow farmer. We discussed, um, as we always do when we see Paddy, tractors. Right. Mm. They big listeners to this program too? Oh, they, for the farming. Well, they, yeah. they, they love the rabbit hole. Haven't quite got the time, but they just fast forward to the farming segment, find out what they need to know. Have they both got big spreads or just little spreads? Tommy's got 150, 160 acres. Right. What's he running? Cattle. He's a cattle man. Right. And uh, Beef think, cattle? What other cattle is there? Well, you can have Jersey cows. You can be have milkers. They're not cattle? They're cattle, yeah. They're cows. Well, same difference. Cattle cow. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a, he's a meat cow man. <laughs> he's, a meat, he's a cattle man. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy Cripps had a massive farm, but I think they've sold most of it. That's right. It used to take him one. I think he said it took about a week to get from one end of the property to the other. Mm. It takes me a long time too, because um, there's so many jobs to be done. I've got to do a bit. Always, I've got to go down and do a bit of fencing um, this weekend. So I had a big tree fall down on my fence. Right. So that's you. Be careful. What fencing? Yeah. No, with if you've got to get your um, uh, chainsaw out. No, I've done all that. Oh, you've done that part I've of it. Cleared it. Now I've got to fix the fence. Right. Have you chopped up all the wood or split all the wood yet or not? Not all of it, but I've got to get those little fencing connectors. Do you know how they work? You? No. Uh, you don't. No, I'm not a fencer. No. 
Yeah, well, I'm wasting my time. There'd be fences out there listening, saying, don't waste your time. Right. But so what two, other tools the, have you got? There's these little connectors where you pull one bit of the fencing wire through mm-hmm. from one side, and then right. the other side comes through. Right. So it's like a sinker. Ah, oh, okay. Have you got uh, have you got wooden posts or have you got the poly ones? Poly, poly oh, plastic, right. poly plastic. So do they have a hole drilled through them for the wires? Yes, indeed. Right. Do you do that yourself? Was that no, no, pre- no, they were already there. But I told you about the the plastic um, uh, the plastic fencing posts that the tree fell on and it just bent. And once I got the tree off and chopped it up, the, over a period of time, it just goes back into shape. No way. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And it had a bend in it almost at a right angle. Like it didn't break because it's made mm. made of plastic, mm. painted plastic. You wouldn't know until you got up close. I didn't know this, by the way. So I dragged the yeah you know, the tree off with the tractor where the big bend was, and I went back a week later and it, I looked at it and it was straight. I you, said, I said, someone's come out and fixed that. Your neighbours fixed that. No, no, it just it it goes back into the shape that it was. Okay, I'm going to take some uh, I'm going to take some feedback on that. I don't think that happens. I think I think we'll do I think we'll do a reverse rabbit hole on that next week. You can reverse it all you want. I'm going to speak to Bryzer. Why do you the think I'm making na- that up, do you? I do. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I why do. would I make it up? I don't know. I because don't know. you just admit- because you're trying to tell a, a fancy story. You admitted you're not a fencing man, and you've just demonstrated how little you know. I know those poles, and yes. I can't see a world in which they just snap back into place. Well, I'm sorry, I can't believe it. <laughs> well, don't take offence. But that- <laughs> don't take offence. That's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what you're doing. You're taking offence. I took a fencing post that was bent, and a week later it was straight. I've got a farming tip for the world. Right, good. I'm because glad. I've got, you know, the big, big circular hay bales that you yeah, see in the so field, like to, the big, big ones, right? You used to go hay carting back when you were young, by Yeah, the way. a little bit, yep. Yep. <sighs> Jeez, that That's a, hard work. That was, was hard that work a for tough little, job. Little fellow to throw them back up on the truck. 34 degrees. You pull up a big hay bale, there's a big, big tiger snake underneath it. What was your record for throwing them for a day? Three, three cartloads. Sorry? Don't know. How many? I can't even make a lie up because I don't understand the ling- the language. <laughs> I did. I threw. A, I threw. I used to toss a few around. Wisp. <laughs> and what about the hay bales? Well, they then got scratchy on my legs. Started getting itchy. <laughs> um, those big ones, the big circular, the round ones. Yeah, the big circular yeah, ones. Yeah, so yeah. we got some of those in as a windbreak around our veggie garden down at Glen Maggie. What? We piled them up. So we put we stood them up and we did two rows of them, two high rows, because we get a little bit of a cross breeze through there well, and so I thought it was going to affect. that much money you're using hay bales as windbreaks. Yes. And <laughs> over time, over time, and this is the fascinating thing about nature, but this is what you can do with those things. Mm-hmm. They stood up in the weather for probably two years and then they started to collapse. As they Decompose. Were, yes. As they were collapsing, though, I went inside the hay bale, so I went inside the inside of it, and I noticed that the worms had got there. God only knows how the worms got in there, but they had been eating the hay. From the inside. They've turned it into, like, pure soil, the casting, the worm casting, and now I use that as the most delicious compost you have ever seen to put on the garden. Your house has been blown off the front, though. <laughs> the windbreak's no longer there. Well, you can just get... You can replace them. That's the beauty of it. Why don't you build a fence or something? Well, you could do that too. You could do that too. But your fence is not going to break down and turn into compost like the hay bales do. So I'm sure there are people out there that have never, ever thought of that as an idea. But it is a great idea. That's why you listen to the rabbit hole. That's exactly why you listen to this segment. This has been The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Keeping you safe on the roads, tyrepower.com.au. Tune in to 1116SEN each Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from 6 to 9am to hear SEN Breakfast with Gary and Tim.